Hello and welcome to episode 45 of the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast with me, Ian Luke-Jones. This is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community and today we are welcoming back former show guest, LCI regular and member of the Oikers, Dave Hodgson, to talk about the game of the scene. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasts. We're even available on Amazon Podcasts, which means you can ask Alexa to play the show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show to give us a boost and help get our name out there. Now it's time to go off script and find out exactly what is the game of the scene. And this week, we are welcoming back a previous show guest. He was the fourth guest we had on the show. He's one of the longest-serving members of Liverpool Comedy Improv. He is an oiker. It is Dave. Welcome back to the show, Dave. Yeah, thanks Thanks for having me back. Uh, well, well, yeah, thank you very much for coming on and for suggesting today's topic, which is the game of the scene. Yeah, um something that it's quite an interesting topic when you when you look at improv because yeah it's just something that's just struck me as quite an interesting thing to talk about yeah and i'm really glad you brought it up because it's one of those things it gets talked about a lot but if you don't actually know what it is it's just one of those things that i think you just sort of nod and smile along. Oh, yeah, yeah, game of the scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, that was the game of the scene. Uh, but I know lots of people that have discovered improv during lockdown in particular. And things like the game of the scene are things that are mentioned a lot, but not necessarily explained a lot. So I'm looking forward to try and break down what the game of the scene is. Um, so then, you know, people that are newer to improv can can get an idea for what it actually means and perhaps some people that have been doing improv for a while but still might not necessarily know what the game of the scene is yeah i mean it's i guess it can just be sort of either you just can can sort of find it you know it's like like a mutual oh yeah this is what we're doing this is kind of like you know between you and your scene partner it's very much like a mutual <coughs> sorry mutual understanding of what's going on yeah and i'm thinking back now as we're talking and i think perhaps when i discovered the game of the scene i before i even really knew the term game of the scene i'm thinking back into early lockdown we we're doing lots of online improv sessions with LCI. And I remember we were playing Enter Exit and that was sort of a new game for me. And I, I love this game. And there seemed to be a recurring game of the scene with you in that whatever your word was would get said all the time. So you were constantly in and out, in and out, in and out, with not getting a lot of opportunity to actually sort of get involved in the scene. And it just became a thing. Uh, that was and it was very funny and and regulars that were coming sort of picked up on it and they were like ah oh, yeah this is this is the thing Dave doesn't stay in these scenes for long we make him come and go like as often as possible and that was a game of the scene before I'd even heard the phrase game of the scene I think yeah it's it was always I'm like oh here we go um <laughs> exit um Whatever word I get, I'm going to be out, <laughs> out every five minutes, or what it felt like, or every couple of minutes. Yeah. And I think so. In situations like that, it happens a couple of times, and you deal with it very well. And then it becomes a case of, oh, Dave deals with this situation very well, and it's comical. So then it just sort of happens more and more and more. How does it feel to know? in that situation that, oh, you are the game of the scene, uh, for lack of uh, better words there. Like, it, it's all about, it's all about what's happening with you in the moment. 
Um, yeah, I guess it's just something where I just feel, yeah, this is part of, you know, it's kind of like one of those things for me. It's like, oh, it's it's the physical physical improv, physical improv um, that is very much associated with myself. Whereas, like for you, Ian, it's very much pun related. So that yeah. any any sort of get games that involve that, you know, guaranteed game of the scene. That that's where yourself like are considerably more stronger at that. And how long were you doing improv before you really started to understand the game of the scene? Um, I, think, I think I probably took maybe about a year, two, something like that. Um, because I, probably one of the first times that so, sort of clicked for me was um, when we were at the Pilgrim over in Liverpool bef- this way before we moved to the Fly and the Loaf. Yeah. Where I was, me and one of the, another performer came on and we just kind of thought, well, we did, can't remember if we, had, if we had any suggestion or anything like that. I think it was, just, it was just off the back wall and we both came on and I was just like sort of acting very sort of like, you know, not saying a word, yeah. just very, it being very sort of physical and we kind of got the idea of like, okay, let, let's act as if we are, children or something like that you know yeah. sort of of a younger age and sort of like oh you know meeting for the first time or something like that and it, it it was one of those things where we just kind of like yeah that's it that's what we're doing um not saying a word sort of being very sort of oh who, who's this sort of thing almost almost meeting and saying something but now moving back and yeah it got everyone got la- laughing at that <laughs> yeah i think it, there's a lot of power to not speaking. I I discovered this in a scene myself once, and it was it was me and two other improvisers, uh, two great improvisers, and it ended up with I was the ex of one of them, and I was the current partner of of the other, and this whole scene played out, and I didn't get a word in, and every now and again I went to say something. And then I was cut off from speaking. And then the, the other two ended up forming this really good friendship and sort of kicking me to the curb completely. And all I did was react. It was just all in my face. And it just, it, it really hit home to me after that scene. Oh yeah. So in that, in that particular scene, like that whole scene became about me not speaking, uh, but it was also learning that speaking or, or not speaking is is really powerful sometimes in a scene. Yeah, and I think there was another sort of major um, case with me. It was um, it was when we started doing improv in the park. Yeah, um, and that I'd, I'd I'd come to one. Heather Dickinson was yeah. we were in a scene, and it was the one where you got two chairs, and they get. Yes they get put into a certain position and you've got to kind of like react to where those chairs chairs are. Yeah. And for me, what kind of went through my head was like, okay, we're sitting facing each other and I just put my hand out as if I'm pressing, you know, sometimes if you're playing like, I have this mind of like chess, when you play chess as a sport, as a competitive sport or game rather, and it was like, You've got those clocks. That's sort oh, of, yeah. and that that was kind of like how I, based on the based on where the chair chairs were, and I was like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. Mm. And Heather initially was sort of like took a bit of time to sort of go for it to click, and then she, as soon as we got in that moment, I was like, oh yeah, chessboard, and we're just like doing the movements of the various chess pieces, and we're like, and doing everything to sort of like try and find the winning move and it got again it was one of those where it's like yeah we got again no speaking whatsoever but again just getting like everything yeah this is what we're doing so that penny drop moment and that is is interesting actually what you've said so you were there you thought very clearly oh this is what this is and then took Heather a little bit of time and then she's like oh this is what this is sometimes what 
is really interesting in a scene is when you are sort of starting off trying to find the scene because sometimes the people in the scene, whether it's one, two, three, four people, will all have very different and very clear ideas of what they think this scene is. And there reaches a point where someone has to concede oh, the scene isn't going the way that I think it's going. It's going the way that person thinks it's going. So I'm going to go with what they're doing. And, and you know, they've created the game or, or the game's created itself and it lends itself more to what they're thinking, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's... It can either be, it can either take it can either be an instant moment you have that mind meld with someone. Other times it might just take at least one one other person to sort of go to try and suss out what's going on, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, that you know," without necessarily saying a word, or and then it the scene just takes off, and as soon as that moment you make that connection. Of like what is going on? Yeah, the scene goes off, and it's the react. You get an absolutely fantastic reaction from it, and it's great. And it's not always necessarily obvious because I've been in scenes where the scene has ended, and I've really enjoyed the scene and thought it was a good scene, but I haven't known what the game of the scene was when other people in the scene have, have spoken to me. Oh yeah, and and that and that was that was the game of the scene. It was really funny, and I was like, oh, I was kind of clueless to that element but the scene still really worked plus uh, I've I've been in the other situation where I feel I've had a good feeling for what the game of the scene is and other people in the scene haven't been on my wavelength but the scene still works um, but when you can sort of actively be aware of, of the game of the scene when you're in the scene it just adds like an extra depth to the improv I think and um yeah, when you've got someone who you know who is quite experienced, like I've experienced, you know, it's scenes I've done with yourself and other oikers and that we've we're on that wavelength where we can sort of like we can relatively sort of pick up. Okay, what's this? Are we in? I don't know. Are we in a situation of? Are we on a plane going holiday somewhere, or are we? Are we actually have we are we at a certain situation where we've got to solve something, and it's it's relatively quite quick. Whereas I think for for new people who are people who are new to improv, they might, they're like, okay, what's going on? And probably the best thing to say is if you are new and you are trying to and you've heard the game of the scene mentioned is sometimes just play. You know, sometimes. I'd probably say maybe just hold back, observe, see what's going on, and then see how things go, play about, and then include some, and then you go out, include something that can further enhance the scene, maybe, if that's that's something I would probably say. If I... Yeah, and I think if you are new, it takes time to to properly build connections with with people that you're improvising with. And the more you improvise with people, the more you get a feel for them. And then I think in some ways it's easier to find the game of the scene because it's easier to get on the same wavelength with people that you have improvised a lot more with. Now, sometimes it can just be magic. It could be your very first time improvising with someone and like magic is in the air and you produce something incredible. But I, I do feel the more that you improvise with a particular person, the better that bond becomes and, and the more likely you are to find that game of the scene. That definitely, yeah. It's just, you know, I, there are people who have been improvising longer than me and it's like that, you know, I'll probably freeze up in front of them and it's like, I'll be like, oh, what's going on? And mm -hmm. I just, but then, I, I, yeah, I'll probably just think, well, okay, I'll just sit, sit back a bit and then, observe for a bit and then gradually <coughs> come forward into it i mean that that's just something yeah you it take yeah as you said does take time to sometimes yeah and, and that just observing like you can get a lot from just observing and taking your time to take things in i've been in many a conversation with lots of improvisers who talk about 
different um ways of improvising and i often i just nod and smile oh yeah 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 sure yeah that's good and, and i come away from the conversations like i do not know what they are talking about um different like different things i'm gonna say the harold uh, as one because i know liverpool comedy improv are offering a harold course right now uh, on tuesday nights um and like the harold for example that was something I would hear people talk about, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to do a Harold. Or, do you remember the time we did the Harold? Oh, have you seen so-and-so did the Harold? And I was just like, to me, Harold is just a character from Neighbours. I don't know what people are talking about here. So I would hang back from conversations and just try and and pick out because I'm, I'm the sort of person I didn't necessarily want to say, uh, what's a Harold? Because I, I didn't, <laughs> I guess I didn't want to look stupid in front of people. Um, but I, I know I wouldn't look stupid asking a question. Like if I'm new to something, surely asking questions uh, is the best way to go. Uh, and I still don't fully know what a Harold is. And sadly, I can't make it to the <laughs> to the LCI courses, but I'm sure I'll, I'll learn. Um, does the Harold, the Armando, is that one? There's lots of other things. Um, so I sound very inexperienced right now um, because in many ways I am very inexperienced, but I do love improv and always open to learning new things, I guess. Yeah, the, the, the likes of the Harold, the, the Armando and all that, are, you know, I've, I have touched on them a few times. I mean, even I'm probably a bit sketchy because I've not done maybe not done them as frequently as others. And it's, yeah, I think one of them is where you've got a scene of about six people and each of them, you know, you've got like two people step forwards, then it's like they do a scene, um, player two stays in, player three comes in, and it works through like that. Probably like you know, someone's going to say, that's not Harold, that's not Harold. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's one of those where it can, yeah, you find out just by, because you do it like multiple run-throughs of the scene and that, you or the various locations you're in, it's like you find, oh, so, so-and-so has been actually doing this and it's, this character's done this, character's done that. Yeah. And eventually it's like, it, it eventually it just builds. So, someone just adds a little nugget of information then it's like getting hand-picked up by other people. And finding the game of the scene within any of, of those games, I think it's always always fun. Whatever type of improv you're doing, there can always be a game of the scene. But I want to ask, do you think it lends itself more to a short-form scene or or can it be equally as effective in a long-form scene? Most of my experience has been in short-form. I mean, I feel it probably can work with both. Well... I'd say it probably can work with short form, mid form, and long form. Long form. It's just how you adapt it to to each for each form of improv, because then it will have a very unique effect in whatever scene or maybe an improvised play that you're doing. Because then that way, it's like you people you know might not remember all of it, but then yeah. they can pick up on something that they go, wow, that actually was great. <laughs> I could get, get from, I'll remember that. And it was, it was absolutely fantastic. And speaking of remembering things in scenes, do you think it matters when someone gets endowed with a name? So let's say we were in a scene and I called you Johnny. And then someone else in the scene a little bit later referred to you as Chris because they'd either forgotten or they hadn't picked up on the fact that you were called Johnny. Do you think that uh, sort of takes away from the scene at all? Do you think do you think an audience care about that kind of thing? I think some people might pick up on it. You know, it's like depending on how clued up, I mean, depending on like how aware your audience is, it can be a case where it's like, you know, if you if you, you could even pick it up and say, well, I'm going to say, I've just been, I've been called Johnny in one scene and someone else called me Chris, but then you could in fact turn that could go well actually chris between you and me chris is actually my middle name or something like that you know it's something Mm -hmm. where um you know an audience man could come up to you and say well when you call johnny in in the first scene i was like yeah but you know it's the nature of improv you can yeah you can literally turn you know the game of the scene could be the fact that 
people get confused with your name and get you call you literally every name under the sun and it's like well yeah that's just maybe like the character you play you're playing just like had an alter ego for every uh, yeah or every or an alter ego or an alias for every scenario and that's how you know that's how maybe you pick up on it and go yeah he's a bit of a bit, bit of a maybe a bit of a con artist or um, a spy or something and it's that's how it that turns out to be the game of the scene yeah, yeah so that's a great way of looking at it because you know i've heard many times there are no mistakes in improv there are only gifts so if, if the gift is people are getting your name wrong you know then why is that and let's work around that so yeah the game of the scene could indeed be the fact that um you've got multiple names for, for varying reasons yeah, it's like again. That's kind of like you know your character. You've just developed a character where he's trying to he or she is trying to hide from law enforcement or something like that. You know, they're trying to get you know, you know, they're, they're trying to get away from, or the, maybe they're trying to live, trying to live a normal life just by giving them multiple names. You know, because of maybe they they worked in espionage or something like that. It's yeah. that's how that's like how they maybe went about their life or oh, they've got to live their life and i think what you're doing there is one of the things i really enjoy about improv and it's it's when you're in a scene it's that very quick process of developing the backstory of your character so and if, if you're going to be writing a novel or whatever you, you spend hours pondering hmm you know where's this character come from why is this character doing this why are they responding like that whereas in improv it's this instant process where you instinctively know oh yes of course i'm i'm billy i'm i'm a retired golfer i've got 17 children uh i've i've got a holiday home in in jamaica or whatever and you just know all this stuff about your character without having to think about it because you go through this lightning speed process of just saying right that's my character and you just discover all of these things about your character without seemingly going through the thought process but you clearly do but it's just a very speedy process yeah it can all that can also be helped if particularly if you're doing long that's where it's particularly good if you're doing long form um where like you can endow people with a character, character, a character or a character trait, which inevitably you go, right, okay. You know, as we talk, mentioned earlier about someone who constantly has the name wrong, said yeah. wrong. It's again, you pick up on that, be like, oh yeah, it's Johnny. No, wait a minute, I thought it was Billy no, or something like that. And it's, um, again, it's like, you. it kind of helps jumping and just well, justifying just you know, taking that and justifying it, kind of like, going, oh yeah, I get my name wrong every time, you know, it's something like that, or um, it's yeah, it's part of the job, you know. After like, you know, live about fifteen lives, you know, just to sort of get by and something like that, or yeah, yeah, and it's like again, if you get you know done right, it you know can get get like quite a good reaction from it. Yeah, and in long form in particular, you like callbacks can be really effective but then callbacks himself can often be the game of the scene yeah yeah it was um that was something well prior to the whole enter exit thing that was something i always always used to always do in improv yeah call back to something and that was some a strength of my bow i always used to do that i've kind of lost the uh lost the lost the knack of doing that a bit so but so I mean, it always ends up being something else for me. So one minute, it's called one minute. It's calling. It's callbacks and other things. It's like more of a physical element to it. And yeah, work. Don't know what what'll be next. Be interested to see. And why is it? Do you think that is? Do you think you just sort of find something new and sort of fixate on that for a while until something new comes along? Yeah, I guess so. It's just I don't know. It's, yes, I'd say yeah. It's just trying to keep myself relevant to improv and you know you know i'm not as good as yourself in, in the pun based improv but i feel the more i listen to the likes of yourself does pun, pun based improv you know i feel i can only get better and just be 
quicker off the mark in certain things and you know could be up with the best of them so well i think you are very good in in the pun game um and you know a lot of people say to me i'm i'm good with puns and it's great to hear but i believe everyone is good at puns because i often think a pun is the most obvious thing to say and for some reason in normal life people don't like to say the obvious thing that comes to their head um but when we've done one six a or breakups or things like that you always come in with some great puns yeah for, for me it was one of those things where when i first did it i was I, I was kind of holding back a bit because like i'm not normally as quick off the mark as other people but i'm just thinking well, okay I've got to get, and I, I, there came a point where I just thought, yeah, I've got to get in with something. <laughs> the, the, the quicker, the quicker you get in with something, then obviously it helps you then to. Yeah. See, I do a little something. I don't know if anyone's picked up on this, um, but when it comes to the pun games, I try and make it my mission to come in straight away with something, and I do that because. You know, to me, puns generally do come relatively naturally to me. So I'm sort of blessed in that respect. And I know that other people need a moment to think of something. So I kind of see it as my mission to jump straight in with something like 99% of the time to give others just a moment to just have a think about what they might want to jump in with and and just take that pressure off just a little. Yes, like with... Other games, no, normally I'm quite relatively quick to jump in on something, but like a, I'm also just trying to be mindful that other people maybe, you know, like you said, you know, you said just try and maybe hold back, hold yeah. back on one of the occasions. But again, yeah, it's just it's just being able to come in and maybe be a bit, bit of a guinea pig in some cases in some games and just try and learn. Because that, that's how I generally try and learn. I, I'm more get up, do it, learn, then, oh, yeah, that's how you do it. And then I can, like, rather than actually sit and taking notes, I'm, I'm the sort of person who understands it better by actually doing it. Yes, yeah, I'm very much like that as well. And when I was first, sort of in my first, probably four, five, six months of improv, I was like an excited puppy, and I just wanted to do everything. Anytime Emma was saying, right, who wants to play this game? I was like, me, 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 I want to play every game. I always want to be there. And then after a while, I was like, oh, I actually probably shouldn't always volunteer for every game. I should I should sit back and, and miss them out and, and just enjoy watching others because I didn't want to get a reputation as, as the guy that was just sort of taking over and getting involved in every scene. So I had to sort of step back and really think, okay, yeah, I, I don't want to just take over these sessions and be in every game or be first in every game. Uh, and then I learned there is a lot of value to actually just sitting back watching a game happen, especially if you're new to a game. So now sometimes if, if there's a new game, and although I love to learn through doing, sometimes when something is explained to me, even if it's explained very clearly to me, sometimes the words go in one ear and out the other. So sometimes it is actually quite good to just sit back and watch some others play a new game first so I can actually see it happening. And then those words that have been, the words that were used to try and explain the game to me might actually sink in a bit because there are the words, oh, yeah, I'm seeing it happen, then I can play it. So sometimes if I'm completely unfamiliar with the game, I will just watch. Yeah, it's um, for me, yeah, the whole the, the sort of getting up learning thing has always been my way of dealing with my day, my, my way of sort of approaching it. So I can like hopefully say, hopefully, oh, yeah, that, that's what we've had a description of it. Now we're doing it and be like, oh, yeah, okay. And then seeing other people do it, oh, yeah, I can further, um, if this game happens to be done again, can go, oh, yeah, we did it like a week or two ago. Oh, yeah, this is how we do it. It runs then a lot more smoothly. And I think for me also, yeah, for me, I was also diagnosed being autistic. So it's um, about not long before lockdown and it was, not knowing 
yeah, it's for me doing any sort of any sort of like like physical, like actually getting up, learning. That that's what worked for me. Yeah. Um, I think depending on how it's explained, how that game is explained is can help. If it's just said relatively vague, if it's very vague, then it's like, I'm like, okay, well, what's just happened? And but if it's explained very well, then that's like, oh yeah, I get I get that. You know, might might have put put a foot too wrong in the implement implementation of it, but then yeah. I can go, oh yeah, I can I know where I I know now where I went wrong and okay, you know. Scene runs a lot smoother run the game again and i think so you mentioned there about being an autistic improviser and i think that that's where zoom prov or you know improv online in many ways uh, can be a positive in comparison to in person because whatever someone might be going through like because sometimes i'm just come into an improv session, but I've got nothing. I, I'm drained, I'm, I'm tired. But if you're going to go to that class and it's in person, you really have to try and be 100% present. But some it's easier when you've got things going on in your head, whatever, to be at an online session and dip out. And you're not going to be you're not going to feel like, oh, I'm just sat in the corner not participating because you just turn your camera off and people will probably forget you're even there until you turn your camera back on again. So I think it, it's great for for that reason, sort of to still keep this online improv world alive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as you said, there you can just switch your camera off and on online. It's... Um... Yeah, you know, if you feel you just need to sort of sit back and just take take a moment to observe everything, I mean that that can be that can be a good thing because yeah, times I've just well when I've been watching some watching imp- people do improv online, it's like sometimes yeah you you can get yeah it's just as funny watching it in real person and yeah it can be a case where like you've got like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna be laughing my head off here because like, I've just got to switch the you, you literally, you, you know, we've lost it. You know, you're coming back on, and you, you're like literally still laughing from the previous scenes. You're like saying, "Look, sorry, I've got, I've got to switch my mic off here and switch my yeah. video off. <laughs> just, just compose yourself for like, because I think um, we, you know, we've seen a few others like something's just tickled them, and it's like just it's that that's funny just watching them, just like completely, you know, because I think we were doing, I think it was at the Oika session last. Um, Wednesday it was I think we were doing one six eight or something and there was there was one sheet mentioned in the thing. Oh yeah. Um and I think I think Mark I think it was Mark who came in and was like, yeah, 168 sheep walk into a bar and that just kind of yeah, was, <laughs> and that was the funny thing was that wasn't his joke. That wasn't what he was going for, but we all picked up on the fact that 168 sheep have just walked into a bar. And we laughed about it for a long time. And um, you could actually kind of see Mark just wanting to get out of his actual joke. <laughs> and he did get it out eventually, but we were still just uh, in stitches over the fact that the sheep had walked into a bar. <laughs> Great. Yeah, just, I think, yeah, it's just what, I think no matter, actually, just thinking about it, no matter whether it's online or in person, it's just the kind of, it's how you actually adapt to something like that happening. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in that case, Mark was able to so brilliantly get out of it and carry on with what he was saying. And I think in when it comes to like doing it in person, it's kind of something how you you can sort of say just oh, just, just carry just be like just turn your back away and you'd be like and then be like and then just carry on the scene and because it's happened to me. I think it might have happened to me a few times where I've like I've had to like literally something's happened. Um, it's like, oh my god, I can't believe that's just happened, and then just happened with that. Turn my back <laughs> to the window, and it's just been like, oh yeah, compose myself. And... Yeah, I think I've probably been in scenes where I've created my own little game of the scene, and it's where I've done something which has made someone 
really struggled to hold back the laughter in the scene. So then I've sort of picked up on that and thought, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to push that and see if I can actually make them crack <laughs> and break character, uh, which is probably uh, probably a mean thing to do. But um, I just love laughter. And I think if you can get that laughter to come out, even when it sh- perhaps shouldn't come out, I, I think people just enjoy the the moment of, oh, yeah, they finally cracked or, oh, yeah, that wasn't supposed to happen or they weren't supposed to say that. Um, but let's just in- enjoy the moment with a, a laugh and a smile. Yeah, that that's, I think, uh, you know, even when you're on actually on stage performing and that happens, it I think it kind of, it does stick with you, no matter whether you're performing it on stage, viewing it as an audience member, having that, having witnessing this happen. It's just the gradual build up. Oh yeah, that's that's what's happening. You know, that's- yeah, and I recently discussed um, a couple of episodes back now, or two or three episodes ago, when I was discussing acting. Uh, improvisers and acting is improv for everyone with a friend of mine, Thomas Casson. And we, we had a good chat about when actors are performing a play and, and something goes wrong, but they deal with it. But there's always that one person in the audience that all they fixate on. Ooh, was that, was, was that supposed to happen? Was that supposed to happen? Now, in improv, it's interesting because technically nothing is supposed to happen because it's all being improvised on the spot. But there are certain techniques that even though we don't know what's going to happen, we can sort of get the idea for the way something should happen. So I think there are still people in the audience, even in improv, that are looking for things that perhaps uh, shouldn't happen in terms of, oh, this is how this game's played. Oh, but but they've done that, and that's not how you do that. So I think there's always people looking for something to happen that shouldn't quite happen. But in improv, I think you can probably deal with it a lot easier than in a standard play. Yeah, it's a, just think just thinking about what you just said there about in a play. It's um, you think because I think in um, things probably well known by most people. I do like my Marvel Marvel comics and yes. Um, and I think I've read somewhere or seen somewhere that in Infinity War, I think it was in the bit where um, Thanos had snapped his fingers and it clipped, clipped back to um, the scene where you got like Iron Man, Spider-Man, a couple of the Guardians. And yeah. there was a bit where Tom Holland, I think it was the bit where Tom Holland knew he was going to be his character was going to be dusted off. Yeah. Walking towards Iron Man, not Robert Downey Jr. And I think I think that bit was improvised from what I read. From what All I read. Right. Or at least some part of it was improvised. And, and yeah, it's like, you know, it's yeah, it's just it can it can be a case where in films it can just be a scenes improvised and you don't even know it. You think it's actually part of the actual, you know. It's part of the actual script, but it yeah. turns out that it's um, that the actors just were like, okay, yeah, let, let's just do this and see how. Yeah, they'd be like, oh yeah, just keep get the get the film right, cameras rolling, and just do something. It ends up making a cut. Yeah, I think it's cool if you are an actor, particularly in like a massive Hollywood blockbuster, and you get to affect the script in that way, and, and sort of affect the emotion of a scene because of the decision you made because you know th- there's so much money involved in all of these films and stuff that you pretty much have to do what you're told even if even if you're a really big actor so when they do actually take it upon themselves I think well actually my character would do this and I'm just going to do it and, and see what happens um I think I think that's great that actors feel that they can do that and um yeah, prior to doing improv, obviously I was um, a lot of what I did was your typical amateur dramatics, you know, sort of learning, going for a play, particular part, getting that part if I did, and learning lines. And then when that finished, and then going into improv, I feel like oh, I'm probably more, more at home 
at improv than at more yeah more at home than I realise at improv than at um, doing amateur dramatics because I feel that it's kind of more of you've got more freedom yeah got you've got more freedom to be able to like not be constrained not can be confined to a particular character you know you and obviously what we've been talking about today being able to find a game of a scene that both people both you and who you're performing with can sort of oh yeah yeah get that like, let's let's go along with it and yeah and i think just as we start to bring this to a close i think in improv finding the game in the scene is special because it's a journey that the 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 people watching the audience come along with you and they're with you for it whereas when your act is performing a play that finding the game of the scene is something that you do behind closed doors when you're practicing your scenes and and you're finding what it is that really connects those characters and makes that scene work and so the people is when the people pay their money to go watch the plays they're seeing the finished product whereas in improv when it you're spontaneously finding that game of the scene and the audience are part of the discovery process i think that is perhaps what makes the game of the scene in improv a really special thing yeah that that's yeah that that's where i feel improv is a lot more rewarding than amateur dramatics you know probably act, actors probably hearing this are probably going to be an outrage when they hear that but <laughs> probably, um it, it you know it's like you can have an equally equal reward doing your show you know getting a standard ovation and all that you know that's probably the pinnacle you know you put in you know you put in the performance of your lifetime in a in a stage show yeah and then um and then you you come on for your for your final curtain call and everyone's like yeah yeah you know standing up and applauding obviously not just yourself but the ensemble cast as well but i think that's probably in improv as well it's it's the whole journey you go you're going through that journey that's not only kept behind closed doors but with the audience yeah and it's like so i've written quite a few albums worth of material like musically in the past and that in itself is a process so i'll write lots of songs and then i'll do lots of recordings of these songs and then some of them i'm like yes that song is definitely going on the album. And then others is just like, mm, not sure this one's going to make the cut for, for various reasons. And then some of those songs may never get heard again, but the end game is to get a really solid album where you're, you're really happy with every polished, complete track that you put on this album. Whereas, you know, it, it then, if you're a really successful band years later, people want to find the deep cuts and, and the B-sides and the things that didn't quite make it to albums and stuff. And it's just like, so people are always looking for that extra, looking for the bits that aren't quite the top of your game. They want to know the journey. So they want to hear these other tracks that led you to these big famous songs. And in improv, they're getting that. They're getting the, the cutting room floor uh, for lack of a better term, uh, right in front of them. Yeah, particularly also particularly the game, the games where like um, I think it's the line, uh, the line scene. You know, they're actually it's essentially like you, you know, if you are fame, you know, like your Ed Sheerans or your um, Do Leapers or whoever. Yeah, you know, it's um, but yeah, you know, they're saying right, okay, write a line. It could be featured in it. Yeah, and it's like in fact actually. Another Marvel film for Ragnarok. There's a there's a scene where Thor says, "Oh, we know each other. We're, we're friends from work." That was actually a line that had been written by someone that got put in the film. Awesome. Yeah, it's 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 when he's when Thor's having this just about a, this fight with Hulk, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, yeah we know each other," and it's like <laughs> he, he's going up to like Jeff Goldblum and uh, Tom Hiddleston, yeah. They're like, they're golden, <laughs> like, what? And Hiddleston's like this because obviously Loki's had this history with Hulk. Yeah. It's, it's just it's a great little 
how something can just be like you know put in and yeah it's like with improv it's um the scenes from a hat or uh, yeah scenes from a hat or not scenes from a hat lines from a hat or something like that it's yeah you know how the audience can actually can have a line yeah totally or just their suggestion you know so many games it's just like okay we need uh we need a relationship. We need a location. We need a job. So, yeah, the audience being involved and being a part of of the discovery process is is part of what makes improv special. Because if you're going to watch an improv show, you're not just going to watch. You're going to possibly be a part of making it happen and perhaps being involved somehow in creating the game of the zine yeah i mean that's that's why i've probably fallen more in love with with improv this ability to be able to get everyone involved and go as just right rightly been talking about get you know being a part of the process discovering what what's going to happen in each game and each scene that's been made and to then hopefully for the audience to come out and be like wow i was actually a part of that Whereas rather than seeing the finished article. Yeah. Uh, and that seems like a great point to finish. But just before we do, just want to tell people where they can find you uh, online. Um, just in case anyone may not have seen my first podcast um, or hit, um, I am currently on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram as well. Um, Dave underscore Hodge one. Uh, a lot of that is on Instagram to do my other passion outside of in, improv, which is photography. Um, they are probably the main, well, they're the main things that I do personally um, by myself. Um, there's obviously also the Oikas as well, which yeah. we're both a part of. And we are indeed. And I think this is probably a good time for us to say that the Oikas are performing on the 26th of November. I'm very quickly doing the maths in my head, and I think that this goes out on the Monday of that week. So I'm hoping I've got that right. So if you are listening to this uh, in real time when it gets released, then we are part of the Liverpool Comedy Improv Shindig on the 27th of November? 26th. 26th of November. Um, Friday the 26th of November so there'll be the Oikers, there'll be Broken Chair uh, Boss Birds and a smash team of lots of the LCI regulars uh, plus I think people are going to be invited from the audience to get up and have a go so uh, yeah check out, see if there's any tickets available if you don't have your tickets yet and spread the word because it's going to be a wonderful celebration of improv in the area yeah um, I think tickets are booked through the Liverpool Comedy website. Yep, uh, which I will allude to very soon once this interview's finished and I do my little outro. I will uh, mention that website then. Um, so uh, stick around if you're not sure what the website is because I'm about to bring it up very shortly. Uh, so on that, I'm going to say thank you very much today for coming on and talking about the Game of the Sea. Yeah, and thanks again and hope everyone enjoys it. Well, thank you so much today for coming on and having that chat about the game of the scene. If you didn't know what the game of the scene was before, hopefully you'll go away from this uh, feeling fairly confident that you think you know what the game of the scene is. And if you did already know what the game of the scene is, hopefully you just enjoyed our chat about it anyway. Now, the reason this chat happened was because Dave reached out to me and he said, I think I've got a good idea for a, a topic that we can talk about on the podcast. And you could be here doing exactly the same thing. All you got to do is reach out to me or reach out to Emma Bird and tell us what your idea is for us to discuss. And hopefully we can make the arrangements to make that chat happen, get you on the podcast. And I'm still extending invites to improvisers out there that listen to the show and have never been on as a guest. I would love to hear your improv story. Everyone's got so many cool stories about how they got into improv, the impact that improv has had on their life. And if you're yet to come on the show, then please get in touch with me or with Emma Bird and we'll make that happen. 
And if you're interested in getting into improv or are already involved in improv and want to try out a different improv scene, then all the information you need can be found at www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk. That's the website that I said to hold on for if you were listening at the end of the interview there. So I'll say it again, www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk. And you can also check us out on Facebook by searching for Liverpool Comedy Improv. And on Twitter and Instagram, we are at Live Comedy Improv. There is a Facebook page specific to this show. Just search for the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast and you'll find everything you need to know about the show there, including a trailer that drops every Thursday and links to every new episode on the Monday morning when they get released. If you're a member of the LCI community and you'd like to be a guest on the show, I've already said this, just get in touch with Emma, get in touch with me. Maybe it's about your journey. Maybe it's about um, a particular area of improv or some kind of topic that's improv related that you think would be a good conversation to have. Get in touch. Let's make it happen. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please don't forget to subscribe to the show give us a five star review and basically just do anything you can to help spread the word because any little thing like that really goes a long way to helping get our name out there i myself on i'm on instagram twitter youtube and facebook you can find me just search for ian luke jones on all of those platforms and you could be my friend perhaps or you can just uh, be nosy and see what I'm getting up to in my life and perhaps you can um, enjoy some of my YouTube videos and share my weekly humorous moment which is my my current little weekly project just a little something funny every Wednesday to hopefully put a smile on your face and get you over that midweek hump and that is pretty much it for this week one final time I would just like to say big thank you to Dave for coming on and having that chat we spoke about a few different things in there which I think would be great conversation starters for more podcast episodes so if anything that we spoke about today piqued your interest and thought and made you think hey yeah i can probably go on and talk about that because i have an interest in that then don't forget get in touch we look forward to making those interviews happen soon so that's pretty much it but before i go here are some words as always that are wise 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 always remember whatever the situation to treat life like improv and yes and (laughs) 